Okay, so welcome back again to Come and See Inspirations. This is my name is John Keeley, joined by Geraldine Creighton and Jared Hanley. Shane, somewhere out there in Skyplines, and, and of course is with me. And um, this morning, we said we'd bring us something nice, something special. Uh, Geraldine has brought a, a guest with her this morning for a very special reason. Tell me, Joe. What's, what's... Well, I'm delighted to bring Jared Handley with me this morning. I know Jared for a very, very long time, and he's been a man who's been an inspiration in terms of his faith journey. But just as I said at the start, for who he is, he's a man with a great sense of humour. He loves life, lives life to the full, and uh, he's a train driver. He works um, for works with Irish Rail, and he, you know, he'll talk about that maybe a little later. But this time, where I suppose at the time of year we're with Jesus, he's making his pilgrimage to Jerusalem and onwards mm. um, to the cross, offering himself. And, and Jared, you've been on a journey. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey in your life and, and how, what, what circumstances, events happened that you saw God working in your life in a really definitive way? Well, really, Geraldine, um, I, I'd go back to family, first of all. Um, within the family, there was always prayer. And, you know, we were brought to Mass. And we, as an altar boy, that's where I really got um, the reverence for the sacraments. Um, with the Redemptorist, it was really kind of a formation. And that was the beginning of the journey. From there, the novena, on a Saturday, it used to, have a, it used to be on Saturday night around nine o'clock. But um, growing up like that, um, there was always, I always had this sense of a love for God within me. And as I journeyed, through the young years into teenage years, I found that I started to really search, you know, even as a teenager when all the discos were going on and different types of music, I still had a longing inside um, for God. Um, in those years, um, early years, as an altar boy, I met my wife. She was in the junior choir or youth choir. So we started going out with each other at a, at a <clears throat> fairly young age, 16 or so. And we used to go to the novena and afterwards then we'd go to discos or the pictures, whatever it was. So our journey um, started, we say, within the family. My, my mother was involved in prayer groups at a, from the 70s. And she'd always introduced me to bits of scripture and you know, she'd ask me to read this, and of course I was would sh shrug it off like. And, mm -hmm. But later on, I would always go back and, and actually read mm -hmm. it. So from from that point of view, um, the seed was already um, set. So it just needed a little bit of nurturing. And over time, I met a different people. I met Geraldine um, and a few friends, and we started sharing our faith together. Um, Charismatic renewal was on the horizon as well. I could see there was a change taking in, um, place within the church. You know, um, it was becoming more open. And from there, I was invited by my mother again to go to one or two of these prayer meetings. And you know what? I didn't really kind of gel with it at the time because 
it was different. You know, people were they had their hands in the air and they were singing, they were joyful. But deep down, I had a longing. You know, I wanted what they had. I, they were free, and they were, you know, they were openly speaking about Jesus, and they were sharing their scripture, and that's what I wanted. I wanted. I could see the love. I could see the joy in, in their faces, and that's what I wanted. And yet, I didn't know how to go about it, you know, or how, even though I'd, I'd go to Mass um, on a regular basis, I found that there was something wasn't, hadn't connected. Then my wife is a hairdresser, and one of her suppliers, um, a man called John O'Donnell, um, um, he had a prayer meeting in, in St. Paul's, there in Duradoyle, and he invited Barb myself to come along one weekend, um, or one Thursday night to one of the meetings. So we happened to arrive along and they were starting the Life and the Spirit seminars. So this went on for a number of weeks. And at the end of, the, at the end of it, we were actually, we were prayed with. It just seemed so strange, but we, we had a kind of formation before that. Mm. And they explained to us, you know, what would happen and, you know, how you would, you know, not to expect, you know, a bolt of lightning. So they prayed with us and felt this complete sense of peace flowing down through me. Mm. Um, we, I had this burning uh, desire to read scripture, which I, it just came alive. Um, I had a hunger to read some books spiritual books um, and I just felt this complete joy over me you know and then we prayed and from there you know we became faithful members of, of the St. Paul's prayer group Thursday night for many many years um, then what I found was that um, I've started to drift. Work was getting in the way. It was difficult to get to Thursday night meetings. Um, I had been involved on on service committee for a number of years, and that was, you know, really you saw the inside inside of how it works, and that was a fantastic experience as well. You know, to to be involved in the group, and had been on prayer teams and that. But what I found then was that I was drifting. Um, it was maybe it was burnout, but I think what happened was my prayer life was also um, drying up. You know, the it was the well, the dry well, I suppose, really. So, um, in those years, we had two children, um, now adults, and we have two uh, grandchildren. But a number of years ago, Barbara and myself decided that you know we needed something in our life. We needed to. Um, we were at a crossroads so we went to one of the prayers in, in the comp comprehensive and we met um, some members of the Emmanuel community and we chatted with them and when we went home afterwards Barb and myself we chatted and we spoke what would we do you know would we give it a try so we made contact again with with Geraldine and, and some of the uh, members of the Emmanuel community and we started to do a prayer a prayer meeting 
um, in front of the Blessed Sacrament down in St. Michael's. And from there we went to some of the meetings in Dublin to see what it was what it was all about. And what I found was my prayer life started to rekindle. I found that the adoration was a real source of um, a powerhouse. Um, my I started reading my scripture more. Um, it didn't make life any easier, but it, it gave me the sense of God's presence again. You know, we started to pray as a, as a couple again. Um, we always did pray, like, you know, even in the, in, the, in the height of any difficulty, we always prayed, prayed with our children. But this was now um, a deepening, you know, of our faith in our journey. You know, and this would go into all parts of, of our, our life, you know, in, in work, you know, in work, it, you know, it, you had to witness. It was difficult, you know, um, but I was, I was never afraid to, to witness to my, to my faith. Like. Mm. So from that, then from the meeting with the Emmanuel community, um, we decided that, you know, we'd go to Rome. It was the 50th um, anniversary of the charismatic renewal and we went with uh, Geraldine and Adrian and we met with the Emmanuel community they were they were doing a program and we also went to the Vatican and to um, Circus Maximus and it was absolutely it was a wonderful um, a wonderful experience but in the church um, after a kind of a healing, a prayer healing, a session. Barbara, we distinctly heard the words, you know, that there's a couple here that are trying to discern where they are. And the words came that, this is where I want you, this is your family. And like we had gone to Rome with the with the intention of making up or making a decision, you know, because many times, you know, you, you kind of struggle with, with the faith, should we, shouldn't we? So we came back and we were absolutely blown away by it. Like, you know, the fact that both of us heard this. So our journey, you know, it's ongoing. Um, you know, going back to even when Pope John Paul arrived in 1979, you know, I was 19. You know, all those teenage years, you know, then I remember Pope John Paul saying something like, you know, if people don't pray, you know, that the change will come, you know, that people will actually lose their faith. So that's r roughly where I'm now, Geraldine, at the moment. I you had, we were chatting earlier, you had a, a quote there from... Father Jack McArdle, in, in his his in his book, he was talking about the very point you make there about prayer and the importance of prayer. I wonder, could you pull that quote up there for me? Oh, you know, it was at the end of a joke yeah, about three clergymen and oh, positions yeah, of prayer. But anyway, he's talking about prayer. That's right. Um, God, uh, here it is. God looks at and God looks at and listens to the heart when we pray. The organ God has given me to pray is my heart. If the heart is not praying, then the tongue is wasting its time. No matter what the body 
posture is. Mm. So, so it's really important mm, of the heart to heart. And I suppose from all that you've shared, they're just saying, you know, what would you say is the nugget, you know, if for our listeners or for the one person out there saying, well, what's my next step? How do I take the next step to use the word deepen your relationship with God? Or what was the thing? What 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 is it for you now? I think now it's to me adoration is is the is for you know adoration um rec- um sacraments of reconciliation mm. very these are most important the mass um is the sacraments you know frequent um confession mm. and adoration is spending time it's not even it's listening mm. it's to quieten the self mm. in all the hustle and bustle of life to, you know and to listen and mm. to ask the Lord to give you a word and he will give you a word you know it might be from your friend might have that word for you it might be to encourage you to um, change a habit mm. um, it might be to increase your generosity or to open your home up or Whatever it is like, or to make that, you know, a reality in your life. You know, it's not all, when we come together to pray, um, when we come together to pray as a community, we're all in it together, like as a family, you know, to. Yeah. um, Yes, John. Thank you a lot for sharing that story. And um, speaking as a man, the same as yourself now. Um, it's pretty hard sometimes for us fellas to end up going to a prayer group, number one. You know, invariably, um, maybe there's a lot of women there, and as usual, the women are there showing us the way in terms of praying and so on and so forth. When you first of all ended up going to that prayer group, the first prayer group you went to, how did you feel? You know, were you there by yourself in terms of being a man? Or? One of the first meetings I went to yeah. was with... With my mom. Well, well mother yeah. wasn't uh, okay. That, yeah, that helped. And um, I thought, you know, it was strange. Yeah. But there was there were men that were there. Like you had, um, you had John O'Donnell. Okay. Um, there was another man of the Harneys, and you, you he, weren't there by yourself. I, w- I was there by myself, and I also was with, was with my wife, the barber. The thing that I heard you say there was the scripture come alive for you there. Yeah. Whereas before that, maybe like the rest of us, maybe just going to mass and going through the motions and so on and so forth. But you said suddenly when you went to this, um, the scripture come alive. How do you mean by that? I mean, the, 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 some sense in in regard to applying your own, to your own life. Prior to reading, um, we say before when I read the Bible, it mm. really, it didn't really mean yeah. those stories. But now some of the paragraphs or the words were jumping off the page. Yeah, okay. And like the Acts of the Apostles, you mm. know, it, the story was like, it's our life. Mm. Like the woman at the well, it's our our life, our story. We all have a story to tell. Mm. You know, you know, most of us, you know, are, are cracked, we're broken. Yeah, yeah. But we hide that. We don't show that, you know. Mm. Some of us struggle with alcoholism. Some of, them, some of us struggle with smoking addiction, gambling addiction. All sorts of stuff, yeah. Mm. But that's your story. 
you know, and that's the journey that God, you hand your cares over to the Lord and he will change your life completely, upside down. But you've got to do that. You've got to hand it over. You've got to. You do. And it's a daily thing. Let and, go, yeah. And, but it's, it's the joy that you get. It's like. It when, keeps you going. It keeps you going. It's mm-hmm. like when you, if you keep a secret. Yeah. And you keep it for many years. Yeah. But then when you when you tell that the relief yeah even if you have hurt somebody you know mm-hmm. the relief that you get and it's a joy that comes and it's similar it's like that when we turn to God he loves us he came into the world to tell us that yeah and it's a simple that's the, it's as simple as that but we don't accept it the other thing that jumped out at me and so important you mentioned the word support yourself and your wife support each other in terms of prayer in terms of encouragement because there's times and I witness the same thing myself sometimes I might be struggling with my face and my wife helps me and vice versa I'm sure the same thing happens with yourself it does it does yeah it does and like even in our own family like you know when your children you know your children will they have their journey to go on you know it's not our journey you can show them by example by having your you know all the the Christian things in your your home, your values, Mm. your pictures, your holy water, your crucifix. You, these are all, you know, what we have. But you can't beat yourself up because they might turn their back on that. Is that what you're saying? No, no, we're never to beat ourselves up. Last question for myself and you at the moment. You mentioned prayer is so important. Prayer with the family. Prayer, prayer with, yeah, prayer with with, with the family. Um, prayer, but, but your own prayer life too. Your, your own prayer life, yeah. Keeping in touch with yeah. what it's all about. Uh, yeah, and a very uh, wonderful thing that I discovered through the Emmanuel community mm. as well was to to keep a diary, a prayer diary, on okay. a daily basis. You know, in the morning when you you read, you do your prayer, and you you keep a little diary, and then you can reflect back on that, and you you can actually see where you're growing. You know, it might just be a little note for the day to put in, like okay. you missed an opportunity, or I met somebody today who shared yeah. their story with me, or I shared my story with somebody. You know, it could be, and that can help then for you to reflect back and and then maybe learn from that, and maybe the next day, yeah, reemphasize doing that again. Yeah, you 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 you're growing all the time. Like you know, it's like the seed. The roots mm. under the ground, we don't see them growing, but they're growing. And then the little shoot pops up in springtime, and then that starts to grow and grow. But it has to be fed. And so then you ended up with the Emmanuel community. I'm in the journey with them at the moment, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Uh, and they are certainly alive. Most certainly alive. Yes. Yeah, I've known I've known Jo for a few years now. She's she's, she's alive, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in terms of yeah. music, in terms of her love for the Lord, and 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 her um, uh, availability. Availability. That's, yeah. Is that what's that? Yeah. 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 I think yeah. The, the, the Lord is amazing. Um, what I see when I look at Jer, because as I say, I've known him many years now, mm. is that he continues to grow. And, you know, we think, oh, I'm getting older now and, you know, what more new things can I learn? And, you know, as yeah. life goes on, but I look at this man and I see he's he's still growing. 
Yeah. And in fact, I would say he's getting younger. Like he's a grandfather, but he has the you know the attitude and the living of life like a young fella. And I, I think that's what the Lord does. He keeps even. And I'm not saying that that Jar and, and all of us we have big struggles and sufferings in our lives. But I suppose the great thing about knowing the Lord is that we 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 carry. He carries our sufferings with us. We we're not on our own. And that's the that's the name of the community is Emmanuel. Uh, you know that God is with us, and that's that's of course the, the word from the scriptures. God is not against us; He is with us, and He doesn't leave us on our own. And that's why, as we are in this uh, studio today, we're together sharing faith. We're sharing faith with, with uh, across the airwaves. Um, we're in. We are for each other, and we're t- saying to each other, "The Lord is so faithful." All the time, yeah, I couldn't help that. Excuse me, Jeff, for popping in there. Um, what would you say to somebody who, who's again maybe? Maybe as back where you were many years ago, maybe their faith isn't alive now at the moment, and maybe they're, they're struggling to keep on attending Mass and so on and so forth. What would you say to, to somebody who's in that position? I'd say to ask the Lord, wherever you are at that moment, just invite Him into your life. Mm. You know, and He will come into your life you know it doesn't have to be running off to the church straight away but wherever you are at that moment you'll have that desire you know your life is in in, in a model in bits yeah yeah and at that moment the lord is actually calling you through your brokenness through yeah. your suffering through whatever it might be unemployment you know um it could be a uh, death in the family, mm. you know, um, suicide. The Lord is always, he's in everything, you know, but we don't see it at the time, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of just writing my own little faith journey at the moment. And just looking back on it, I can see the various times when it must have only been the Lord. I mean, the Lord must have been taking me away from, from this and to continue on to this and come in, you know. And, and, and all the time growing, all the time meeting new people, all the time learning for myself, and all the time, which I think is most important, which is what you're doing at the moment, sharing and encouraging with other people. Because there's people out there, we've all been there, on our own, thinking nobody loves us, including God, and... and, and Faith isn't much good to us either, and we don't exactly get much encouragement from the world these days and the culture and all the rest of it. But somehow, deeply within inside there, the God is calling us, as you said there. Yes. And so, so what you're saying to us, don't be afraid to ask God don't. in your own little room, in, in your own little space. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That sacred space yeah. that's within our heart. Mm. Um, you know, we have to protect. We have to, we have to like Saint Joseph, mm. looked after Jesus. We have to protect Jesus, dwelling within our hearts as well. So important. Now, what do you think of this now? One of the great things that I, I Dar keeps learning, as I keep saying, he keeps growing. And one of the things I was really impressed is that he started to write some poetry. And uh, I asked him if that's okay. I asked him just to share. Uh, one little uh, poem and I'll let him introduce it um, thank you Geraldine um, the story behind the poems I went back to do adult education because I left school early and I mm. didn't have any I would say formal education mm. and I regretted it I went to work early 
And so one day, um, with a bit of encouragement, I went back and did a, a course inside in the Red Tech. And one in in on the course, I said, would, would I write a poem? So I wrote a poem, and they said, did you write did you write that poem? And I said, yes. And it ended up that I wrote a number of little poems, and you know, even even recently there was one published. There was a there was a um, on the Limerick Post. There was a competition for people to write a poem about um, addiction. So I wrote a poem about addiction. And it was accepted and it was actually published. But I, I might read that at a later date. But the one I want to read at the moment is is, um, is inspired by Mother Teresa. Um, it's a little, a little pencil. And there might be little traits of me in this as well. I'm a little pencil in the service of the Lord. A simple little pencil set free to serve my Lord. A simple little pencil from a splinter of wood put on this earth with a mission to do good. I'm not an expensive pen covered in gold and jewels, nor an elegant feather quill. No, I'm just a simple pencil. Sometimes I'm broken in bits on the floor, in need of a saviour, a repairman for sure. Then I hear a friendly voice whisper from within, I'll restore you anew, for I am your saviour, I love you. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for that. So, your parting thought for us at the moment, and this part of the program uh, uh, this morning, would be don't be afraid to open up to Jesus. Don't be afraid to invite him in. Yes. Uh, yeah? So I think maybe we'll go for our second bit of music this morning. What bit of music would you like us to, to play now, John? You have called me. You call me, and that's sung by. Sorry, John. Um, Ronan Johnson. Okay, let's do this. You call me very apt. Okay, let's do this. Thank you. 
your life. 